success becomes your message. That very thing that is the hardest that you want the most is because it is your truth calling you as you develop the muscles and the strength to actually break through. You learn it so much more than anything else that you have such a gift in being able to deliver that to the world with others beyond all the other things. Hi, beautiful, and welcome to Daily J. I'm your host, Jay Schaefer. This podcast is all about helping you unleash your fullest, wildest, and most authentic creative expression into the world. I know you're here to make a radical difference. And together, we're ushering in the next evolution of heaven on earth. So lean in, let go, and listen. Now is the time, and you are the one. Hey, world changer, welcome home. Hello, beautiful loves, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm so excited for the juicy and delicious conversation that's about to unfold with today's beautiful guest. Before we begin, I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land upon which we're gathered today, the Bundjalung people, and I would like to recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. This was and always will be stolen land. My guest today is the incredible and the beautiful sound sorceress and audio alchemist, Tashka Urban. Tashka weaves spirit into sound using her whole body as the vessel. She has a special gift for initiating people into their creative calling and amplify their impact in the world. Her breadth of experience spans over 20 years through many cultures and contexts, and she fuses science, somatics, meridians, sound therapy, quantum visualization, and tantra and self-pleasure in her sessions. She creates profound results in moving energy through the body and helps us activate into our fully charged superhuman selves. Tashka, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here and welcome. Oh, wow. What an amazing introduction. I'm just like, my whole body is juicy and opening. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so glad and I'm so thankful you said yes. I had the absolute pleasure of being introduced to Tashka's work firsthand last night in one of her voice dance classes. It was about two and a half hours of pure energetic magic and much needed for me after the day that I was having yesterday. So I just want to thank you and acknowledge that having experienced the power of your work firsthand, I can attest to how potent your magic is, sister. Mm-hmm. It was so wonderful having you there and you were such a – every time we do – anything and connect with what I like to call the global gut culture, which is all of us, every single one of us is seeding energy into this big mix that we are co-creating. Every time you have anybody join, it's adding and amplifying the energy of that space and your energy was just really potent and we don't know each other fully yet and I'm just (laughs) experiencing your magic right now and um, just, yeah, it's like witnessing such amazing power. Beautiful. Thank you, my love. And that's part of the reason that we're here today is to cultivate that power, work our magic and weave our Mm. magic together, let source move through Mm. us and um, co-create something that will ripple through the cosmos and the bodies of the Mm. women who hear it and feel it. I would love to begin by asking you to share a little bit about your story as much as you feel called to share, how you became a sound sorceress and audio alchemist and how you're using sound to 
create the life and magic that you do. Let's see if I can sum this into a, a nice rounded fashion being the Gemini and expansive creature that I am that loves to <laughs> paint the pictures with words. It's interesting, you know, I, I grew up in a family that was very open to all things. We were taught not to believe in one religion, but to embrace all religions. And as soon as I could hold a pen, my mum put one in my hands. And so creativity was like our religion and our God at home, I think more than anything, mm. if I was to be honest. No one really around me in my family was musical, but they noticed that. Oh, my sister, she sung and she got she got me to open my voice and I started singing harmonies with her. She was 11 years older than me and left home really early. And that encouragement and from and then learning piano and then that was very, you know, lucky for me and opened a lot of doors and, and then I began to teach music. And, you know, I have such an interesting, diverse story across so many things. Like my friend was a, joined in Australian Idol when they came through Alice Springs and said, you have to come do it. And I got into the finals and ended up turning it down and not entering into it because of the way that it was just kind of like a McDonald's of the music industry in a sense and the way the, mm. con the contract was and I had a lot of people in my ear tell pulling me all different directions it was really confusing that was sort of my early 20s and the music industry was just such a really challenging cutthroat kind of place as far as like and it's just always having to jump to the next hurdle always pushing always having to this competitive energy it's just been a really interesting journey that as I because spirituality and you know I guess the other religion that I would say is prominent in my life it's funny I'm even talking about religion it's not even it was like almost a dirty word in my house <laughs> but was spirituality like when I had dreams about monsters or scary things my mom told me to weave rainbows around the room and that they couldn't get through and to protect myself with white light and so I worked with energy from a very very young age it became so normalized to me that it wasn't until my mid-30s when my life sort of fell apart I lost my father I lost my relationship at the time which I was fully invested in and creating a musical career with as a duo and all my energy into that that everything my whole foundation crumbled apart and I was like who even am I what have I invested in it's all fallen away and I came back to my roots my core my truth and what was in that was the spirit and so I started doing what I always dreamed and envisioned since I was like 15 years old or 12 years old even just seeing myself put soundscapes into my music and create spiritual music I guess or what mm. What I call medicine music you know I touched my body in parts of wherever energy was moving as I sung and I started to envision that when I was singing the sound was traveling through time and space and reaching the people as they listened when mm. received the music and it would touch their body in the places that they needed it for the healing and then putting all the grid work energy of the places I traveled to into the music and something magical happened like this stuff that was really hard through trying to be this pop artist trying to do the hustle and the grind all of that fell away and I just felt this is who I've always been I found my voice for the first time like people might be like you how could you say that your voice is so beautiful but I struggled with my voice my whole life like I always had something special about my voice but I couldn't control it and it always did weird things and so it even blows my mind that here I am teaching voice dance like <laughs> like somehow and this has been the big part of my understanding is how that you know that phrase that we all know is that your mess becomes your message that very thing that is the hardest that you want the most is because it is your truth calling you as you develop the muscles and the strength to actually 
easily break through. You learn it so much more than anything else that you have such a gift in being able to deliver that to the world with others beyond all the other things. And this is where I am today. It's like suddenly all of the the journey I went through, which had to happen, I had to lose it all. I had to push really hard. I had to find what I wasn't to find what I am. And it was Mm. there all along. I wouldn't have known it had I not gone off the path to get back here again. So inspires some people listening right now who might feel a little bit off track or like and you know for me it was a very normal feeling to feel like am I ever going to get there like I could see Mm. the light that my truth was I could see who I wanted to become and I just always felt like I was still trying to get closer to it I'm happy to say like I'm living in the truth and the essence of who I am now I'm happy every day I'm in truth an alignment with my soul and I know how to listen to that and give myself what I need and this is why I'm so determined to port others in finding what that means for them because I want to live in a world where we are all emanating that energy because imagine what that's going to be like. How did you find your way back home? You said you went off the track Mm. and coming home has been really incredible for you. Well, obviously, like, you know, it's a bit cliche listening to ourselves and stuff, but you have to understand what that really means. And I think I only really understood what that meant when I lost everything I invested in around me that I put all the faith into understanding and and myself through. You know, and everyone's path might be different, but it's interesting. I was always the girl who could take the leave relationship. Like I had beautiful relationships throughout my 20s, but I was so career driven. I've always felt like I'm here for a purpose. It's always since I was a little kid. I can't remember not feeling this sense of like I'm here to do big things on this planet mm. and really help change things in in really powerful ways. And so I've always been on that tent, that journey in throughout my 20s and in my 30s and my early 30s when I created this sort of music duo with this partnership. I put everything into that. I felt like this was my forever we would create our life together and when that really fell apart at the same time as my father dying so it was like the two masculine rocks in my life it was such a profound hit for me that I started to recognize how much I needed to check in with everyone around me particularly my partners and the people I loved the most to feel like a yes in myself and a lot of that comes from being in a childhood of like growing up with you know the trauma of the people around me that it was the way I had to stay safe was to make sure that everyone around me was happy and content. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, there would be tr- like trouble and there'd be anger and fight. So I came very highly attuned to everybody else my whole life. And so probably a lot of empaths are really going to relate to this. And this is, you know, part mm. of my superpower. And the only reason right now that I can really support others. And I know like even when I'm in doing group work, even when it's on Zoom or something, I can see the finest nuance and feel the finest energy shift in a person. Like I have mm. that highly attuned ability, but I don't make it personal. And I spent my whole freaking life trying to understand how to do that. It always became about me turning it in on myself. When I went and I hit that rock bottom, how I hit healed myself was and there's these these charts in the back of my door and on the back of my door you'll see these two bodies the outlines of body and it started with sounding and stretching and self-pleasuring and everything I'm teaching with voice dance each week is what healed me so it's an autodidactic thing which means that it's self-channeled so I've studied my whole life a lot of different modalities I've been really interested in a lot of different techniques and books I've always wanted to learn but this became something where I just kept following my intuition and what spirit was telling me 
I would sound through my body and pinpoint energy and move things. I started to move deep trauma from my childhood. I would, things would come up and I'd write it on the charts on the back of the door. I'd write where, like, basically as I moved into parts of my body, thoughts would come up in my mind. And I'd Mm. notice what kind of, rather than entertaining the story around the thought, I'd see the roles that I was playing when I was in that state. And I'd write those roles in that state and that energy on those parts of the body just started releasing it, moving it, and sound has played the biggest part, massive. And then it was so funny because when I started then looking into it, like I always was a sound alchemist, I suppose, but when I researched the science behind it, it was backing up everything. And I was like, holy shit, this is really, sorry, I just swore, but (laughs) this is really profound that not only have I been experiencing this firsthand, not only has this been channeling through me and I've been guided to do these things, but now it's been Mm. backed up by science. And so I went deeper into that and I've just fused it all together and and I'm convinced that for me I was doing a program when the this whole COVID thing kicked off and it was called tune yourself for health and it's just reminding us that all the tools of our own body here for us to use all the time to (laughs) heal ourselves you know just breathing and breath work for starters how much can move through that and the sound and the movement and the pressure points and the touch and self-love and you know I remember sorry one more thing I remember coming out of the shower and lying down on my floor naked to do one of these like sessions with myself how I noticed how vulnerable I felt being lying there naked with myself like who am I showing to myself and how I felt like ugly and gross I always had a thing about my breasts and not being big and all these sorts of things I had so much judgment back then and now it just makes me laugh like I can't even believe it I'm like this is me like take it or leave it you know and that's the shift I knew in that moment like how I felt towards myself was what I was willing to accept from others and the only thing I could really see and filter with the world around me if I could make my dreams come true every day if I could become the person of my dreams then anything else is a bonus and I can't lose Mm -hmm. anything ever again and that yeah that became the journey and I started to just touch myself as if I was my ideal lover and go on that journey of how what it took to drop the layers to become that Yes. And so the self-pleasure does play a massive part of it. Really personal thing. And it's funny because I know there's people who go deep into that, you know, kind of like I have with music. They specialize in this tantra and sexual energy and somatic sexology. And it's funny because these things have become so natural in my life. I never considered myself that way. It's just kind of normalized. When I was like 15, I started to explore sex magic, but I didn't know what it was back then. As I was bringing myself to orgasm, I would see... A moment of who I wanted to become in the future coming towards me and I would fuse it with that peak and so that I would wash all over with being that person as I'm orgasming and And now I find that like our sensual life force sexual energy is kind of once you start to shed the layers of the trauma the gunk the stick stickiness the insecurities all of those things what's actually left is this supercharged self it's Mm. actually this sense that when you feel a yes you actually feel it orgasmically in your body rise up through your center and come out a particular shark and those endorphins release so sometimes it'll be through my solar plexus energy and I'll get this excited energy in my sort of expanding out or sometimes it's in my heart or different parts of the body and when you feel a no it doesn't drain your energy but it's obvious and I said yeah this is I'm just really interested to have a world like that and so I want to do what I can to offer and share that with others and guide other people through that process and another interesting thing I do with this sort of life force sexual energy is I actually I bring that energy 
I might be pleasuring my sex. I bring that energy up through different parts of my body and I'll visit different chakras, mm-hmm. different energy points, and I'll actually orgasm out. The first time I ever did it was, ironically, through my third eye. I was rubbing my third eye and I only held my hand very lightly over, over my sex and I came and I was like, whoa, how is that connection, you know? Then I yeah. started exploring with the other areas, like just, you know, what it's like when I felt like I was orgasming through my throat or through my heart and how it opened and just they all had a different feeling about them. Mm. And so I started using it like ointment in a sense, like energetic ointment where I would use that energy to bring it to parts of my body to bring more movement of that energy and that flow to those areas. And yeah, I just think, wow, imagine if instead of being told it's wrong to do this, imagine if we recognize that this is a healing modality. Imagine if we recognize this as beautiful. Yeah, it just, that excites me. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty excited now <laughs> myself. And please feel free to swear. Oh, always. I was like, oh no, this, is it going to get banned? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, this is a place for full free expression. And I just want to acknowledge just the power of your medicine and also just the power of the message mm. that you're sharing here around our ability to yes. heal ourselves. In a world where we're taught from such a young age that our power and our sovereignty and our medicine Mm. and our fix lies in other people, Mm -hmm. lies in doctors, Mm -hmm. lies in Mm -hmm. partners, Mm -hmm. lies in relationship, Mm -hmm. lies in church, lies Mm. in wherever else, Mm. food, technology. It's so empowering Mm. to feel that we have everything that we need within us, like right here, Mm. right now. Especially when we do it daily, it actually builds up. And this is the thing is like someone may have a little session with themselves and they feel better for a bit, but then they've got so much gunk there that might need moving that they may then mm. go back to their daily life and neglect it again and then go back to feeling stiff or, you know, stagnant or locked or whatever it is that's going on for them. So I think that what heralded me now being in the space I am where I'm following through with my dreams when they call me I'm like people are now hearing my medicine music I didn't release my music till my mid-30s at all like I was a musician my whole life my whole every hard drive had a million songs in it no one's hurt Hmm. because I couldn't follow through for me I followed through for everybody else and this is such a common story like you said we're taught that the medicine is outside us the answers are outside us we must go through these things to fill up and make our light shine bright we're like batteries how do we get our recharge we need to learn to do that from within and I spent like it was definitely a two-year period, but it was like for maybe six months at least where I went really deep into daily practice of doing this where, you know, just feeling where my body had, like where I was waking up sore every day and this is what made me start doing it. I started trying to push my sore muscles and move the energy so if anyone's out there listening to this and their body is rebelling and they're sick and there's Mm. things going on where their body (laughs) is screaming at them listen because this could be your gift into your superpowers you know and I really mean that because Mm. it was for me and I've seen it so many other times it's the same as women you know when we get painful periods it's because uh, there's messages that need to come through and we haven't made the space that month and this purging that needs to happen you know Absolutely. And I so relate to that feeling of my body Mm. rebelling. And I remember just being in this constant battle and it felt like a war I was waging against my body or that my body was waging Mm. against me. And it's such a horrible Mm. place to be in, to feel like you can't feel safe Mm. and loved 
and fully alive in your own yeah. physical home. Yeah. Like this is the place yes. that we have to live. Our bodies are the place yes. that we have to live and have yes. to yes. live. And I feel like it's just this beautiful reclamation that's happening now all over the planet that I'm seeing in men and women that we really are just coming home to the truth that exists mm. in our bodies, reading mm. our bodies like the Bibles mm. that they are and accessing of them as like the fountain of knowledge oh, and wisdom that we came here to be. It's incredible. How do you access the innate wisdom inside you? What does that look and feel like for you? You've spoken about a few modalities and techniques and tools that you use, but I was wondering if you could take us through the process of what that looks like well, and feels like. beautiful you said that because I was like, we should definitely end this by just doing some sort of group. Well, it always starts with putting your hand to your body somewhere, like your heart, breathing in deep and feeling and the sound. What a lot of people don't realize how powerful and profound the sound is. When we vibrate with our sound, that vibration is creating an internal massage in our body there is like tree roots the longest nerve in our body the vagus at the top and it becomes roots at the bottom it connects to all our sexual organs it connects to all the organs inside our body when we hum and vibrate we access it we activate it we move that energy through and we're sending it lots of these molecules through our body called nitric oxide among many other things we're releasing endorphins oxytocin these feel-good chemicals that that's why it feels so good to sing or to moan when we're mm. having sex and all this sort of stuff it's it's doing mm -hmm. it for a reason right our body knows the wisdom and so it's like there's two parts to the sounding is the purging and releasing so like what you know just i did then when i breathed and i was like you basically bring attention to the tension you find mm. where the problem part is and you want to become a full signal path so just in the same way that if you want music to run from your computer or your whatever to the speakers then those mm -hmm. chords need to have a clear line that's the same with our body if we want to vibrate fully then there needs to be a clear signal path through our whole body so we see ourselves as this big channel so when we bring attention to the tension we find where there's a knot or a kink in the system right so we use our pressure points we massage we move we breathe into that place we find it we... and then we use our purging sometimes it's gross sometimes it's beautiful and it's like when we can stop <laughs> judging it and let it just express what it actually is then we're really moving it and when we feel like we're starting to listen Listen, and it'll move around you'll you'll release one area you know some of the areas will be really strong like I had to get like rocks and hard things to get into parts of my back at some point you know and then mm -hmm. once I finally got through over like it might have been many days or weeks that I'd start working in some areas suddenly these memories would come up from my childhood or from my life like it's mm -hmm. all in there the body stores it so just go <laughs> bring attention to the tension and keep persisting breathing in moving that pressure point massaging it out and stretching all your limbs opening up your arms and legs don't single out one spot over the other when you find one spot the idea is to try and bring it back to the whole if i'm massaging my shoulder or my neck i then want to also pay attention to how my arm is stretching out and the signal path is stretching all the way down to my fingertips and then how that's all going down to my hips and how that's all going down to my leg so the whole body starts to mm. become activated and joins in with you dissolving that energy through the whole system does that make sense and then Absolutely. when you kind of have purged enough and you've made the sounds that are in there and sometimes you know there's rules things will pop up in our mind and that's what's in there that's been stored and you want to listen to that you know don't fight with it and engage with it and get caught up in the story just notice mm -hmm. the, the roles you're playing and love yourself through releasing that and this is a big thing. This is what taught me my self-love mm. was this whole process. Then you can try the sounding. It might start as a breathing out, but then turn into a tone. 
and you use your visualization and your intention to tone that energy into that part of the body as you do those long sounds you can keep doing it if you like and everyone keep trying you'll notice where you still have tension left that's being held the, the sound will you cannot hide from the sound it'll show you where you hold on to try and make the sound and you keep letting that go you want to become so like every part of the body is holding itself up to the same amount that every other part is so that it's almost like you're just floating in space with the sound oh, i feel that so there's a reason why all us weirdo hippie spiritual mob make all this sound <laughs> And sigh all the time we're not just being annoying it's actually science it's science all right <laughs> and you rub that energy on your body give yourself love it's it's a journey and i think that's it be patient with ourselves and love ourselves through learning to love ourselves if you're not there yet it's okay just keep doing it my love my darling <laughs> tashka urban i have one Ooh. last question that i would Ooh. love to feel your response Ooh. to in this moment <gasps> and that is the bonus is... <laughs> like booby trap at the end i'm excited i can feel it <laughs> how do you cultivate mm. the courage to go there to go into the deepest darkest places within yourself how do you cultivate the strength to keep exploring the more you do it the more you realize that it's the very thing you need to do the more you do it the more you realize that it is the biggest act of self-love that you can do and you feel better more and more each time afterwards and how you get there in the first place well I don't know about everybody else but again for me I had to betray myself the most by not following through with my love for myself for so long that I wanted to die mm. I was like what am I even alive for if I'm not living my truth I felt like I was wasting my mother's time being born I was so angry at myself for not being what I knew I was what I could feel in my spirit what I kept holding myself back I knew that it was one way or the other I was either going to was I going to die or was I going to actually push through my own bullshit you know like and this is this is it and so that this whole <laughs> process of and that's the key learning to love yourself it has to start with that because you will not be able to hold your hand through it here's a nice little just to, to finish this off because I know this is our time. A nice little uh, visualization. There was a turning point for me when I was learning to be my own greatest lover and my own best friend. That was my phrase for that period of time. I was in my car mm. and I finished work late and I was going to a dinner party that everyone had already started. And I was hungry. I was hangry and stressing about being late and shaky because of low blood sugar and starving. And so I'm getting to the street of the party and I go to pull up and I can't get the park right because I'm in this state. I kept like three times trying to park and I kept just not, and just doing stupid things, just couldn't. It was like the easiest part too because the state I'm in, I kept mucking it up and I swore at myself and I was angry at myself. And then I had this click moment where I was like, if I had my a lover in the seat next to me saying and treating me what I just did to myself just then, I would be no way get out, but yet I'm okay with doing it to myself. And I'm not even noticing and aware that yeah. I am. Like, hello. This is where I snapped out of it. And then I acted like the lover I wanted in that seat next to me. And I said, babe, you got this. You're like meters away from the party. You're almost there. Like, this is actually quite funny. Just take a deep breath. You're going to park it now. It's going to be sweet. You know, we're going to go in. You're going to eat. It's going to be fine. And like within seconds, I parked the car. I'm laughing to myself. And from that day forward, I started accompanying myself through every moment as my own greatest lover and my own best friend. So try that out, mm. everybody who's listening, because it really works. You start to recognize your self-talk, how you 
treat yourself. It becomes a fun game. You never get lonely and you never get bored. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, Tashka uh, Urban. You are just Thank delicious you. and amazing. Thank and you. I can't wait to work with you and collaborate with you more, mm. you beautiful being. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for being present. And please just love yourself. Find the path and your life will become your greatest dreams. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) So much love. Thanks, my love. If you loved this episode, my love, and I'm sure that you did, make sure you come find me on Instagram. I'm at Jay Schaefer and come join our Facebook group. We are the Indigo Revolution. Last thing, I promise, you can sign up to our email list at jayshafer.org. It has been so amazing having you here. Thank you for being in my world and for being on the planet right now. And remember, my love, this is the truth of who you really are. Have the most amazing day and I'll talk to you soon.